Yo, this is episode 50-something of Invite the Neighbors with Arcadia Gray from Indianapolis. Um, this episode's a little bit noisy because we recorded it in Pat Ray's basement um, before a show that my band did a daydream played with Arcadia Gray. It was a good time. Summer Bruce was there, too. Good old time. Um, I think Summer Bruce was there, anyways. That might have been a different show. I don't remember. But, um, anyways, March 21st, my band Pursuer is playing at New Way Bar with U.S. You Joy Life um, and, like, five other fucking bands. And then March 27th, my other band, In a Daydream, is playing in Grand Rapids with Pretoria, um, Pay With Pesos, and Parking Lots. And then the 28th, we're playing in Kalamazoo at Greenhouse um, with Now It's Real Humans and also Pretoria. So if you're in the Kalamazoo or Grand Rapids area, um, you know, go just go to the In a Daydream Instagram or Twitter. There will be more info on the show. DM one of the bands for the address. Um, it'd be cool to uh, see some homies. Old and new, as they say. Um, also, go to patreon.com slash invite neighbors if uh, you're interested in pledging even 50 cents a month, dollar a month. If, if enough people do it, you know, it would help me host the podcast because I have to pay to actually host these episodes every month. Not complaining. I can afford it, but, you know, it would be really... If you want to help out, I'll think of a, a way to, you know, pay you guys back if exclusive Patreon content or something. So we would really appreciate that. Anyways, enjoy the episode, guys. Enjoy the episode. Okay, so we're here with Arcadia Gray, and we're discussing uh, the punch system that they have in place. Why are you handing this to me? I guess we're talking about how often we punch our lead guitarist and singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the people want to know. Yeah, That's what okay. I want to know. So the, the deal is that uh, Coraline can't say more than 300 words a day, or else um, she gets beat. And who keeps track of that? The bass player, I assume? Yeah, uh, the only one of us who has any decent math skills—that's <laughs> that would be uh, that would be our bassist, Nathan. So, where are you where are y'all from? Uh, Indianapolis, Indy, like North cool. Indianapolis. Yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, you guys. I'm sure you probably know Summer Brews. Then, yeah, we love Summer Brews. We played yeah. with them uh, like four days ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, four days ago. That was like the first day on tour for us. We played with Summer Brews and Honey Be Well. Nice. Last uh, time, Maco Gallo. Fuck last yeah. time we were here, we played with Summer Brews. Yeah, like in this basement. Yeah, so, Mike is so much fun. Yeah, they were on like the seventh episode of the podcast. Oh yeah, like one of the first ten. Yeah, it's only been going since uh, May. Okay, so it's still in its like infantile stages. Um, yeah, which is evidenced by the uh, the breath noises you hear in the episodes. I'm still figuring <laughs> out all the technical aspects of it. Um, but how long have you guys been a band? Oh, yeah, you got to pass the mic. Do I want to talk? I'll talk. Uh, We're passing a mic now, so it's weird. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to pass it. Two years? Wait, now I'm going to pass it back. Yes. um, (laughs) Yeah, we've been a band for about two years. It was, I think, the end of our high school career. We all kind of decided to start a band because we didn't know what to do with our lives, really. Yeah. Um, So that was interesting. It's relatable, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm a little bit past that. I, I... graduated college and everything yeah. and then i decided that i like i have a career and everything yeah. but i'm like i really need to hatch a plan to abandon this career <laughs> and do music instead really? hence we're here yeah, <laughs> we're yeah yeah leave my government job yeah and, and play music in basements that's like that's, that's where i'm at but i've never been happier we've made also. enough to buy deep dish so deep dish <laughs> on this tour we made enough to buy deep dish when we you don't have back to buy to thin crust no more thin crust <laughs> As a band, Deep Dish is our primary goal at all times. Yeah, it gives extra sustenance. 
the deep yeah, dishes that. More carbs, DIY. more energy. That's a good strategy. <laughs> a lot of bands will, you know, I think they'll skimp on the food. And this is for real. I feel like bands, uh, like I was, I was, you know, scrolling through the DIY tour posting page and like yeah. one of those posts, like asking for tour tips. And one of the, one wise old veteran said like, eat good food. And like people take that for granted, you know, they just yeah. like eat Taco Bell every day and that could start to take a toll on you. That's really like. funny because we were just at Taco Bell yeah. before we came here. Um, But I personally, the only thing I've had today is one coffee one and coffee? two ibuprofen. Wow. That's, that's a, about it. You're, our, you're hitting the top of the, the food pyramid. I feel like we need to work your way down. Our specialty tour tip that we would definitely recommend um, is if you're a touring band, uh, just go to Taco Bell day one of tour and get a large drink. Uh, and then you can just refill it forever um, at every <laughs> dude, Taco Bell you see. That's just life advice, forever. dude. That's life advice. It's been, ba- dude. No one else has Baja Blast. I've been saying this since 2008. Where is? I mean, Taco I Bell's drank, got a monopoly on it. I drank a 24 pack of Baja Blast in a week, and my innards were dyed green for Wait, about a month. They sell them in packs. Over the summer, it was like 2017, 2018. Oh. They sell them in a 24 pack. Yeah. So I left that in my car and drank that for about a week. And it was like hot Baja Blast for a week. And my <laughs> my insides, I like just were like dyed green after that week. Just get a, <laughs> going for a colonoscopy. Uh, we got the results back. It's Baja again. I feel like if I had died and someone did an autopsy, they would have put me in like, you know, Area 51. They, they would not have a Taco Bell commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell commercial. That would be interesting. Fifth meal in the afterlife. Yeah, where's our Taco Bell sponsorship? Just handing this to me? Yeah. All right. Yeah, where's our Taco Bell sponsorship? Taco Bell, hit us up. There is the Taco Bell sponsorship. I applied for it. Oh, yeah. See, this is what I was talking about. Like, they're not going to be able to hear you. I can I can pass my mic, too. You know, I always forget. Yeah. But, yeah, so apologies to the listeners because this is my we are, fault for not bringing the yeah. room mic. If we, all, if we all stand super yeah, close to Yeah, very much. Wait, I try everyone, to capture the essence of that. Can everyone get closer? Yeah, let's all get really close to yeah, the Yeah, if you do that, like huddle around I'm like a campfire, it. that'll work. I personally think the Hi. reason we're not sponsored is because they would lose all their business. Are you guys... Get, uh, are you kidding business. me? We go to Taco Bell all the fucking yeah, time. Like twice a day, probably. We used to... Oh, my God. I used to do that all... Like, in high school, they had these... Uh, well, they still have it, I'm sure. Like, the thing at the register where you drop the coin in. Oh, and yeah. if you land on it, yeah. me and my buddies got so good at that that we would go there and each get we'd get like twenty tacos. You were banned from yeah. Taco Bell. Well, sometimes like some of the cashiers like thought it was hilarious and then others got really pissed off. So it was kind of hit or miss. Well, sorry that we played your game and beat you. Yeah, exactly. And it's for charity. So why are you gonna be mad? Give me your give me your tacos. You're still making fucking major profit margins. Yeah. So if if you can't tell this podcast kind of goes all over the place. Yeah, so this podcast is actually brought to you by Squarespace. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, <laughs> we're sponsored by Hey, if you if you uh bill them, they will sponsor. I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. But uh so I already asked this off air, but you guys have been on tour for five days now. And I'm curious how much longer you got to go. Um Oh, I think we have four more days left after more. this. But like two day we have four more shows with two more days off. Oh, okay. Between those four shows. Which is so weird. Do you enjoy the days off or do you try to like find shows like as you're going along to to fill the days? It'd be awesome to be able to find shows to fill the days and like I've wanted to. Um, But every time that we've like tried to, either the bill's full or just like it's too far out of our way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's always nice to have a day off because 
thus far on pretty much every single tour, something has gone wrong and we have yeah. needed time to fix it desperately before the next show. Yeah. So it's good to have a day off. We had a day off yesterday and we ended up fixing both our guitars and our bass uh, for okay. a big chunk of the day to get through, uh, which is nice to have those days off. We're also, some of us have been sick and some are getting sick. So it's nice to have a day to rest as well. Do you get rough with the, with your instruments or like, was it just like run of the mill issues? We're notorious for being irresponsibly rowdy. Yes. So the gear kind of just comes and goes really fast. Okay. It's a lot of standing on amps, tossing our instruments around. Oh, really? Them. Cool. Uh, we really enjoy going to like yeah. <laughs> pawn shops and just picking up like pretty shitty but usable gear just so that we have like something to use for the night. Oh, okay. So when, very when, punk. When we were recording, uh, our engineer before we started was like, what gear are you guys going to use? Like, how good is it? And uh, we did not bring any because it is not good enough to record. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends. If you're just playing like loud punk music and this isn't to take, this isn't to take away from it, it's kind of like the essence of that genre. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's like this reckless abandon. Like, you don't give a shit. It's not about like the, these material things. Not to be cliche, but like, that kind of like works. Oh yeah! On uh, day one of tour, my friend Garrett uh, gifted me for Christmas a Dan Electro uh, Fab Metal uh, oh, that I have sick. had on Dude, my board with those. since day one of tour. I was given uh, the the Echo pedal, the Dan Electro Fab Echo. Cooper has not used it as he is the drummer, but <laughs> I don't know. It works pretty well. In the You'll notice day. a uh, Fab chorus on my board. Uh, yeah, I have. So I got the Fab Chorus pedal and uh, yeah. I just put my pedal board together uh, after it being like not taped to the board or anything for the last six months. Oh, okay. So uh, I did not have space to use it this tour, but we'll we'll find a place for it. Yeah. See, like I have too many things on my board, which is obvious by looking at it. Is that a is that a standby board next to it? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. That's not mine. Oh, okay. Mine's just the big boy. Do you use like all of those... Every every gig? Yeah. Well, like... yeah. Um, the only one I don't use every gig is the green one, the phase shifter. Yeah. But everything else gets used at least once. So um, And it's a lot of fucking mental gymnastics to like remember the lyrics and what yeah. pedals. I mean, a lot of times, like, I'm really meticulous about how I want the record to sound. But live shows, like, if I hit the wrong pedal, I'll just work with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not, I don't care. I, I like to just bring energy. A lot of the times I'll forget to press my pedal until halfway through the part where the pedal needs to be on. So. Oh. It's like you when you play music, you're already multitasking and then you're yeah. just like, let me add all these other tasks for me to do. Yeah. Why not? It's the pedal dance. And I have a vocal pedal too, yeah. in case I like I want to turn on delay and shit. Yeah. It, it gets weird. It gets rowdy. Now I have two amps, so that's another thing to remember, like which amps are on my a being is it the right <laughs> is the right A B on when I turn the Y off that it's gonna be the right amp that's remaining. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah, I think big pedal boards are definitely an issue for us, though, because one, we move around a lot, and two, we're playing in cramped spaces, so yeah. like we just need as much room as possible at yeah. this point. I think both Nate and my boards have shrunk nearly half since we started this band, well, at least. Here's, here's the real yeah. question. Well, I mean, also, like, the type of music I play, it, it kind of... Yeah. It's spacier. It, yeah, yeah. Like it, I, I kind of need all that stuff to fill the space, you know. And right now, like we're adding members, but it's just me and a drummer, so it, it helps to like yeah. fill the space and make it feel like it's not missing anything. 
Yeah. Even well, though to me it feels like it's missing something because I know what I want it to be. This uh, this asks the question. For a while, we had a lot of pedals. Yeah. And we got into this debate about how many pedals is too many, especially for the bassist. <laughs> so I used to have like 12 pedals on my board. Is that too many pedals? Yes, that's too for many the pedals. Yes. For a bassist. Yeah, I think there were like three gain pedals. That's too many pedals. But I, just too many pedals. That's all. Where's the line drawn? The line? Uh, viewers uh, at home, please. I see. If I, for a bass, I would want, I would want like a fuzz, uh, like an octave would be sweet, yes. oh, no, like a synth bass, uh, and then a tuner, of course. Yeah, tuner. That's like I don't even count that really. Maybe an EQ depending on the amp. But and if you're working, if you're like playing real a, shitty gigs, you might want like an EQ to like box. override the house system if you're DIing, but. Yeah, know. so with that, you're looking at about five pedals. Yeah, yeah so not that's, 12. That's seven less yeah, yeah. than the initial 12. We but you're forgetting with. my delay, my reverb, For my bass chorus. dude. I'd have to hear it. I'd have to hear it. That's wild. I mean, do we're not want. there anymore, and unfortunately. The part was that was like the set. A single audience member could tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> should poll your listeners. Did you notice when the pedals were off? <laughs> Nate may have. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. So it got annoying, so we stopped doing that. What would you say for each of you, like, if, like, one pedal that's absolutely essential? Like, if you'd only have one. Probably the to. one that I use to kick the bass drum. <laughs> you use a pedal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, a ba- you're the drummer. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Uh, How does that work? <laughs> it's like a wah pedal? <laughs> I, because I use a pretty clean amp, so I, my set, my setup is literally just a tuner and a gain pedal. Okay. So whatever gain pedal I have at the time. Um, I gotcha. I'd say for this current board out of the three pedals I now have, the Big Muff is probably the most essential. Mm, yeah. Just because that garage grimy sound we do live, it's uh, it kind of fills the space when we were just a three-piece. Yeah, I feel you. It's less important up, now that we have a touring guitars with us, but the yeah. tuning pedal is probably the most important pedal on my board. <laughs> I mean, not really, though, because you're a punk band, so you're probably... <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like an oxymoron to even care about having a tuner if you're, like, using pawn shop gear and just, like, slamming it around and shit. But it's hard to be a punk emo band, because <laughs> if you have a song in another you tuning, you can't oh, be, yeah. like, DIY, twinkly, yeah. and hard at the same time. It's one thing to forget rules, it's another guys, to break rules in math rock. So you fuck with, like, the open tunings and stuff, too? Uh, we are currently getting into that again. Yeah, I have one guitar for open E flat and then one half step down normal. For our I blame next, the hotelier. For our next couple projects, yeah, I think we're going more of a, an emo route. Yeah. Um, with more open tunings and tapping. We go hard! <laughs> it definitely will be out, hard and, and fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no. I'm just fucking with you. Thanks, buddy. So do you... Uh, the mic. Do you guys have like... How... Uh, the songwriting process, like, what is that? Like, is it fully collaborative, or do you have like someone who writes the songs and then um, you kind of bring them to the band? Or most of our songs are either written by me, Corey, or Nate. Hi, um, it's me, Nate. We'll usually bring a skeleton to band practice and then just flesh it out or build it out. But Nate goes to school in Chicago, oh. so it's been a bit harder to do that. So we've been trying to get on the whole like demoing route, and it kind of works and it kind of yeah. doesn't. So. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's it's definitely tougher. But we, we schedule, I mean, now that I'm in school, we'll schedule weekends for writing. Um, and then summertime is all like free game when we're not touring and stuff. But I think Corey and I are constantly in the writing process. It's good to be. Um, 
you know, well, at least for me, I'll sit, I'll try to sit down once a week and, and get something worked on or fleshed out. But it definitely starts with a skeleton. Yeah, it's um pretty rare that either of them have like specific drum parts in mind that they want me yeah, to put in there. Yeah, I was next. So yeah, I just I listen to the stuff. I uh, play through some ideas that I have, and then when we get together at practice, we just kind of fuck around for a while. Yeah, figure out something that feels like it fits the best, and you know, anywhere down the line, we can change that. We don't really care, even if it's like already recorded. It does. It really doesn't matter. Whatever is more fun to play, whatever yeah. we think brings more energy, is what we're gonna try to do. Yeah, Our, should never feel like yeah. uh, completely married to the right. records. You Our know? songs are never the same as they are recorded when we perform live. We typically add embellishments or or gimmicks that we like just That's, to just so we keep it fresh and yeah. have fun. Don't get bored, and so the audience is also having a good time. That's a question I ask touring bands a lot. Is like, does it? What do you do to keep the set fresh when you're on a long tour, you know? And that kind of answers that question. Do you feel like do you get better as you go as the tour <laughs> progresses or do you feel like you start to get like towards the end of a tour do you, do you feel yourself getting burnt out or is it like trying to make the most of like the last of it? I personally am notorious for going on like a weird tour hump. So the first at the beginning of tour, I won't be like super great, I'll be a little sloppy, but after yeah. playing like four or five consecutive shows day after day, it kind of clicks, but then I reach a point where I start second-guessing myself. Ah. So I'll get really good and then just slowly fall off, and then it'll yeah. just be a nice wave until the tour's over. <laughs> we haven't, like, toured, a, like, a consistent amount. A lot of our dates typically are, like, three to four. I think this is our longest by, like, two days. Oh, okay. Um, And they will be getting longer, hopefully, because uh, we're getting better at booking. I was going to say, like... Oh, God. Uh, I was just gonna say, like the only the only time I really get burnt out with playing our music live is if we've been playing the same songs for a couple months. Uh-huh. Um, so like if we don't have anything new for me to play or anything like that, I start just like not having that much fun with the songs yeah. anymore. But sometimes it comes in waves. Like like uh, I was not enjoying playing uh, our song Konami Code for a while. Like I would be at practice and. We'd have to practice it, and I'd be like, well, fuck, I guess we'll do this. Yeah. Um, but then we played it live a couple more times, and I felt better about it. So, you know, it's kind of in waves for me. But the longer we play the same thing, the more burnt out I get yeah, on it. Yeah, that's also, natural. It also, for me, it kind of depends on how the crowd is interacting with the music. We'll play hard and fun and fast. You know, we'll jump around and have a good time no matter what. But, you know, I always feel more gratified if, if the crowd is enjoying what we're doing. Yeah. And we're also pretty good at, like, cycling songs in and out so we're staying fresh you know we'll pick a set for this tour and then the next tour we'll have a different one we're not playing the same thing every week every month you know yeah so like when and you described like that you add little embellishments and things like that here and there is this something that you just always discuss or sometimes you just one of you guys just throw a monkey wrench into it mid-show and just kind of work with it we usually try to discuss it at a couple practices ahead of time but I am definitely notorious for adding stupid things into our songs and just confusing uh, literally everyone in the <laughs> audience and the band. It'll Can't wait for that. A lot of the times we'll do something and it'll flow nicely in practice that we kind of just acknowledge that that's new now and that happens. Um, oh. And then sometimes Corey or I or Cooper will do something wildly drastic that does confuse people. Um, and that's kind of a part of the fun, you know? Yeah. I like um, to do this thing. Well, I I've never actually done it, but I've done it like 
just messing around practicing with friends and stuff, I'll be like, yeah, dude, I just wrote this song like five minutes ago. Then I'll start playing like a hotelier song or something. <laughs> and then just like wait for them to be like, wait, isn't that? I'm like, yes, dude. <laughs> well, um, if a gimmick that we start doing doesn't work, we'll definitely talk about it. But we're pretty good at, well, maybe we're not, but we're pretty good at mentally talking to each other during a set. Yeah, understanding, could have said, but right? you know, I'm just I don't know. I, I think we're no, pretty I know good what you mean, at though. understanding what's going on or what's happening next. It's like a, I'm uh, constantly clueless. At least with Cooper and I. We've got that drummer base. Like connection. a cohesion yeah. sort of. Yeah. yeah. I, I get that. Really Corey, however, is not very good at it. Um, but that's okay. She'll get better. I think <laughs> maybe meditation. Some uh, meditation would We've been would, would me- help. medication. Medication. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're America ultra uh, We're doing the whole ultra program on Corey right now. So. What's the what's the furthest uh, you've gone on tour? Like furthest uh, from home? Georgia. Oh yeah, we went to Atlanta, Georgia, oh um, at Max Basement, what and that was really fun. Sweet. That was a really fun show and tour. It was a little stressful because I had a midterm the day after that, and we had to get from Atlanta to Chicago. Oh okay. Uh, and this midterm determined if I would pass or fail the class. <laughs> so the whole tour, they were like, "Oh yeah, let's smoke, let's get drunk." I'm like, "I'm just gonna stay inside and study. That's, Y'all have fun." You managed to keep that going. Yeah, uh, wow. and I passed. Nice. <laughs> So, uh, what a stressful tour. Fun fact, when we were getting high and drunk, you were just asleep on a couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sleep is very vital to the uh, studying habits. Okay? That is kind of true. But, they, you know, they say, this is so dad joke, but like, uh, you know, study high, take the test high, get high scores. There you go. That's how that works. Arcadia Gray is a passionate sleep supporter. Uh, we are constantly asleep at gigs, asleep at home, asleep in the car. Sleep at the wheel. Uh, yeah. Not asleep at the wheel. Well, Don't tell the, the cops. That's, that's where we put most of our energy, actually, is driving. Driving. We went to bed at, what, 11 last night? Because it was our day off, so like we didn't have to stay up. And then we still didn't get up till 2. So, Oh, shit. I, um, I couldn't fall asleep, so I listened to a podcast, and I listened to music, and then I watched Gravity Falls. Um, well, soon you'll be able to I listen to this. And I fell asleep at, like, 2. Yeah, I... I, uh, I have listened to a couple episodes of the neighbors once i found out it was a thing oh, cool. i didn't know about it until we were going to be on it but i've listened to some of the episodes we just, uh, that's often the case that people don't know about. then they, but then like they come on and they realize they'll scroll through and see some of the other bands that have been on they recognize some names and stuff it's been cool i mean i've been listening to it from the start so really that's all i'm saying cool. oh yeah, yeah because you you you're the one that uh well we were the ones that got in contact originally right about mm-hmm. making this happen that was like yeah that was a while ago well, I appreciate it. Yeah, very much. I started listening around the volleyball interview. Oh, so volleyball. Yeah, yeah. Kevin's, Kevin's such my boy. a sweetheart. Yeah, Kevin. He's he's a he's a good lad. When we went to the he's last, my godson. Went to the last blood fest. Uh, his grandmother let us sleep sleep there. Oh, really? It was the nicest like tour accommodations you could ever have. Yeah, we're playing his house in uh, <laughs> Kalamazoo in March. That's sick. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah Shout out to Kevin and his grandmother. Yeah. She made us dogs in a blanket. They were coming through Michigan in March. You guys are? We're doing something in March. Well, I, I don't remember all the places we're going. That's why I was asking about Michigan particularly. But Are we keeping it on the DL? Are we? Is that a thing we need? I guess we're on? not anymore. <laughs> we will be doing a tour in March. So Yeah, we're not coming to Michigan in March. Oh, <laughs> but fuck. We will well, be coming asking. to Michigan. That's why I was asking. We'll be back here in the summer, though. Uh, well, oh, I feel like I should say March. like what we're doing right now. Uh, we'll be back. What are we doing? We're right sitting now? in a base because people, I forget that people who are listening aren't like here. 
right now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> except for you guys. You're listening and you're here. <laughs> we, have a, we have an audience. You're wearing a shirt. That's it. This is, that's the person. Uh, I don't know because I don't own the house. I, I heard they you, were up there. You can see yeah, if you, if you go, you got to go up to the top level. Oh, and okay, that's yeah, that's Pat's house. Yeah, we're at Pat's house in the basement. Pat's house. Playing a show. Shout out. Uh, I'm playing a show. I'm playing the show. Uh, Katie Gray, my girlfriend Baru, and Parkway in Columbia is tonight. They were so grateful to let us play here after the first venue fell through. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently there's a fucking, you know, sex offender book and shows at Club Above. I feel like people should know that. Yes. Um, yeah. Big oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of an oof, you know? We've had experiences with problematic venues before as well, and it's like, we understand you got to yeah. steer away from that. Like, there, there's nothing more important to us than letting people feel safe at our shows. Absolutely. Like, Striking like what's them. even the point if you're going to make people uncomfortable, right? Yeah, yeah I, I really don't like going to shows where, like, the bands or, like, the crowd are, like, super abrasive yeah. and they're just like that's like kind of their thing it's like uh yeah. it's charming to them which is just like annoying yeah that definitely sometimes it can get weird like you go to heavy like like metal shows and people are like throwing fists around but then they're also preaching like take care of each other which i yeah which i get you know definitely yeah. take care of each other but also like watch your elbows you know there's this one guy like i started you know this whole diy band go to these shows things like back in like summer 2017 and like I kept running into the same guy who scared the crap out of me every show. <laughs> like he was just so aggressive in the pit. Like he looked like he would like be able to break your neck. And then like we were throwing down to like hot mulligan at a show and my shoe came untied and he came up and like protected me. And I was like, wow, this guy is like the, what a safe space we're in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A scary guy can be so helpful. <laughs> what what's like some of the worst experiences you've I love asking this question. Like on tour, like what's like a real big like like oh this is a nightmare if maybe you haven't had that but uh, i don't know i don't know about your guys's opinions on this and this isn't really about us on tour but it was one of the years we were at bloodfest mm. and they had uh they, it was still in um inside of like this school in this auditorium which just yeah. had like a stage that was raised up a little bit just like at knee level yeah but there was nothing like protecting the front of the crowd from being up there so we were like up front for mom jeans and roswell kid and stuff like that and like i i yeah, almost, was like, was I almost ago? yeah i almost yeah. broke my ankles some girl i think did break some bones yeah. in her legs because like the entire crowd would get pushed forward in waves and you'd just have to like put one of your feet up on the stage and try to push back and even after some bands were like hey guys chill out don't get hurt people <laughs> yeah. were still doing it which was unfortunate I remember like being at that gig and there was definitely this person in front of me who at the beginning of the mom jeans set, she was like, oh, I drove four hours to see this man. I'm so excited. Ah, yeah. freaking out. And then like 30 seconds into the set was crushed against the front of the stage and like had to wow. be carried out by a medical team. So I have like, that's, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. I have like a similar, I had like a minor panic attack at Riot Fest, but it was like a wave of emotions. So it was this, this summer at Riot Fest and like, I'd been up in the front of the main stage all day and like taking back Sunday was about to start. Yeah. And I was like right like, two people away from the barricade. And as soon as it started, there were so many people there. I got crushed and I was like, <laughs> 
I went from like terrified for my life. Like I thought I was going to get crushed, you know, and then I just climbed up on people and crowd surfed and it was the smoothest crowd surfing experience I've ever had. It was That's fucking nice. righteously fun. Yeah. So I went from like, I'm going to die to, oh my God, this is awesome. And it was, yeah. What's, but, what's your opinion of crowd surfing at shows? I know we have our opinion. I think oh, like. crowd surf to Summer Breeze at our show. We got crowd, we got crowd surfed. Dope. We got uh, crowd trying at our gig on Monday. See, like, I think it's permissible, like, if you're at a certain age. Like, you know, I remember going to Warp Tour, being in, like, you know, eighth, ninth grade. And, like, you know, even in high school, I was like, okay, this is cool, you know. And I'm I'm not a very big guy, too. So, like, it's, I feel, I don't feel as bad about it. If I was, like, 6'3", I probably wouldn't do it. Um, I just think, you know, there's, like, a level of consideration that needs to go into it. But... I, I don't have like a hard opinion either way, I guess. I just think like use common sense, you know? Yeah, we've always we're we're pretty okay with crowd surfing. We're not big like back like crowd surfing from the back. Because mm-hmm. then you can't like pay attention to the band and the next thing you know you're getting kicked in the back of the head mm-hmm. and you're like, ah, what's going on? But as yeah. long as you're like considerate and about it, I mean like once you're chill. up there though, it's kinda like survival yeah it's definitely survival of the fittest i've wanted to crowd surf but i'm in that weird like weight area where it's like mm. uh, i don't want to make people uncomfortable you go to the right show go yeah. to like an every time i die show and you'll be fine i saw a free throw in chicago back in september and like every time i've been it's been a bunch of like small people yeah and this time it was like a bunch of bros because i think <laughs> youth fountain was also playing so it just had that whole energy and it was like it was one of my least favorite like crowds to be in was uh-huh. at that show because everyone was just so big and so aggressive for no reason yeah it was really it was really weird i feel you there um well i think i have like so i have an episode of a, of a bunch of touring bands that i'm yeah. gonna put this onto most likely so we can probably wrap that's about as long as i usually do like for those types of episodes sounds since good. we're at a show i'm sure we want to go hang out and stuff yeah. um so let just you know plug your stuff let people know like where they can find you and all that Dope. Um, I think that we are branded Arcadia underscore gray on Insta, Twitter, uh, whatever other platforms y'all like using. We got Spotify and uh, Bandcamp if that's your thing too. Sweet. You can also uh, catch us on Crunchyroll. Um, if anybody out here wants to make an anime for Arcadia Gray, we're totally okay with that. <laughs> or a video game. Um, yeah, we do a bunch of like, we make sure Facebook events are up to date as well. So you can find us there. Uh, also, uh, follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash SinisterVB. Follow me. I, I play video <laughs> games on twitch.tv. Wait, do you like, do you like game on tour? Do you guys take video game stuff with you? Uh, no, no, wow. I'm, I, I am, uh, the pro gamer of the group, except I'm not good at any video games. Oh, that's true. Coraline is better at Smash than all of us. Except for Luke, I guess. Would you guys like to maybe call out Chase from Dogleg? He's, oh. kind of the, he's kind of the Smash champion. I mean, if Chase <laughs> is trying to catch me in Ultimate, like I'll play a fun, a fun game. Will I win? Probably no, I not. Think we can take but all the dog leg. <laughs> I think we can collectively destroy them. Get yeah, dog oh, legs, wow, show up. Dude. Let's go. That's a hot Throw take. Down. That's a hot take. Dude. At dog mm. leg thinks they're cool. I like this. I like where this but is But I going, mean, dude. if they had a battle set, we know who would lose. That's all I'm saying. Okay. The ones who got the cops called on them at the show? No, we were. That's all I'm saying. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Not loud enough. Well, I'm going to leave it at that. I like that. Jacob from Dogleg is here, too. Jacob is here. You might have to pass that message along to Chase. (laughs)
starting fights, dude. That's what I want this podcast to be so bad. It's just like Beef Central, dude. I want to turn start into TMZ the for the DIY Hell scene. Yeah. About dog leg for hours. It's not hard. <laughs> One time they it's stayed not at my hard. house. They were pretty nice. No, they're cool. They're cool as fuck. Yeah, I, I hosted them in my garage one time. They were really cool. That's where you keep the dogs in the garage. Alex recorded your EP. That's dope. Yeah, Alex did a good job with theirs. Um, ah. But okay, yeah. So Arcadia Gray versus Dog Leg. That'll be the next episode of the podcast. Uh, see you there. But yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, doing this with me in this basement, and I'm stoked to see you guys play. Yeah, thanks of course. Sounds cool. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm.